This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Monkeys and junkies, welcome to the return after one week off of the PTB weekend special. I am your co-host, Scott Griscola. Joining me, the doctor, Dr. G. Georgia Blaine. The man all yours, as usual. Who puts gravy on his turkey, but the gravy is red, not brown. <laughs> Although I think your your dad probably put uh, sauce on fucking turkey. Yes, he did. <laughs> the Doctor, turkey was you, uh... the turkey was the dessert in my family. <laughs> um, uh, it's good to have you here, sir. As always, uh, we hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving in the United States. Of course, we're the only country that does Thanksgiving. I think. No, uh, um, Canada does it. Well, Canada Canada did it back in October. I think it was the first. I think theirs is the first Monday in October. Oh yeah, I no. Think. If you're saying yeah, we're the only one that does it on the fourth Thursday. Either. On the fourth Thursday, so we hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving weekend. We are back this week. Um, the big news in professional wrestling had nothing to do with the NWA, although we did talk. I'm, I'm sure we talked two weeks ago about it because I think it did happen then. But uh, Power is now on the CW app. In case you didn't know. I don't know if they've added any more, but they did the eight episodes between NWA 75 and NWA. So those eight episodes between the two pay-per-views are on the app. I don't know if they've kept adding since. I have to look. I still watch on YouTube. Um, we don't have a pay-per-view scheduled yet, but one of the big uh, announcements in the NWA, Doctor, uh, we don't know if uh, when uh, Ha Tams four is going to be i'm sure it's going to be at some point but they did announce doctor you actually pointed you actually showed me this a signature live event that's what they call it a new signature live event and it's a big night for you and i actually i'll tell you why in a minute so on january 13th 2024 so coming up in about a month about a month and a half NWA presents Paranoia. Paranoia. I can actually say that. It's not. It's Paranoia. An actual word that people can say normally with regular phonetics. Paranoia. And it's taking place on Saturday, January 13th. From Revolution Live in Fort Lauderdale. Yep. Good old Fort Lickerdale. 100 Southwest 3rd Avenue. Do you know where that is? It's just in downtown. I don't know exactly. I haven't lived there in so many years, so it's obviously a new place. Yeah, I was going to say, does this building sound familiar to you or not? It sounds like a, almost like a place where you could rent out, like a, almost like like a hall, a bigger, right. a bigger version of a hall that you could rent out. Um, but, uh, no, it's interesting that they're going down to Florida because, I mean – from the pictures, it looked like, you know, uh, in the Robarts Arena, it looked like they had a really, probably, uh, to me, it looked like the biggest crowd that I've seen for an NWA show under the Lightning One era. And, uh, you know, Florida has, you know, had a, is familiar with the NWA. So and, I, it's, I think it's a smart thing to do. Um, you know, and it's, you know, we're not in Chicago. We're not in, you know, whatever, somewhere in North Carolina or Atlanta. Try somewhere different. Yep. And what's funny is the uh, what I find interesting is I'm looking at the picture, you know, the the ad, I guess you could say, on nationalwrestlingalliance.com. The CW logo is on it. Did you notice yes, that? I did, and it, it, I have a feeling that will there'll be some kind of recording of it. Um, you know, going back to the whole TV deal, I don't think no, but I think when we did the two weeks ago, I don't think. Because I'm trying to remember now, you know, I think we were talking about the deal itself. Mm. 
So I think, you know, maybe we should talk a little bit about it. I mean, um, obviously it wasn't the deal we thought it was going to be. It kind of, it's kind of anticlimactic because there was so much coming out over there that like there wasn't that big announcement for it really. Well, the Uh, funny thing is, of course, it got trumped, no pun intended, um, by WWE because starting next year, NXT is going to be on the CW. So NWA really didn't do anything wrong. They just got overshadowed by a better offer, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, you can't really blame yeah, them. It's not their fault. I think this I think this was the case all along. I, I don't think anything about that. You don't even hear anything more. And again, on a pay-per-view that probably, you know, 500 people watched, there was a lot. I don't think the whole thing with the cocaine thing affected any kind of deal, to be honest with you. I think this is the deal he had all along. I mean, maybe there's more to it that he just hasn't really announced yet. I don't know. Listen, Um, I'm okay with this. If they ditch the pay-per-view idea and decide to just do these signature live events and have them on the CW after, that's fine with me. I'm cool with that. I think they said that fight still was going to be their partner. So I don't know. Maybe they're just going to do a few pay-per-views a year, maybe. I don't know. I mean, listen, I would pay for the Crockett Cup, and I would pay for the anniversary show, which next year, of course, would be NWA 76. But, like, you know, if they do Hard Times or, you know, if they do, you know, Sarah next year, um, that I think they, those would be fine doing a, ta- doing a, a taping of it. And playing it back on the CW, on the app. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I, now, I don't know um, the deal with the app, if there's any kind of money involved. I, like I, that, I have no idea. I'm assuming there's something. Right. Uh, but I really don't, you know, there's no details about it. And honestly, because everything that's going on in the, the bigger companies, namely the WWE, I think all that stuff's just getting totally overshadowed right now. So, um, yes. Uh, another thing, another news story came out about the NWA, um, uh, about someone leaving, and we'll uh, we'll get to that in a minute. So I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the Ticketmaster. It's six o'clock on Saturday, January thirteenth. It's just general admission. It's one ticket price. Actually, there's two. Um, this is where I have a problem. So the general admission price is $34.95, which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. But then for $50, you get general admission and you meet Billy Corgan. Yeah. I don't want to meet Billy Corgan. I want to meet Tom Latimer. I want to meet my, I want to meet my world television champion, Mims. I, I agree with you. I, I don't really fucking care about you, Billy. I spoke I about this talent. a few weeks ago. Now, are they doing this because you're trying to get Smashing Pumpkin fans to come to the show and get a different and then, oh, okay, now we get a chance to, get right. to purchase a ticket? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know what his, what the reasoning is behind it, because you would think that's really the reasoning, because Wrestling fans, yeah, it might be cool to meet Billy Corrigan just because, you know, he's the owner and all that, but I don't know. I want to meet EC3. I want to meet Mims. I want to meet I want to meet the Southern Six, man. I want to meet the guys that roll the nickels. <laughs> I don't want to meet fucking you, Billy. But that's... And listen, if he was one of the guys, like he was one of the talent, that's cool. I mean, he's on screen from time to time, like we're seeing now, but... He's not on all the time, so again, I—he's not really a character, you know. Like Mr. McMahon was a character. Obviously, people would have loved to have met if Vince had done it, you know, back in those days, or you know, right. I just don't see my my only thinking on is you're trying to get maybe some Smashing Pumpkin fans to see, just kind of like he did when he did the the concerts. In conjunction right. with the wrestling to see if you can, you know, because they're fans of his, you right. know, maybe, maybe they'll like, oh, wow, this was pretty cool. You know, uh, that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, I, I'm just guessing here, but that's, mm. that's I what I'm with you. But still, if I'm, if I'm going to pay 50 bucks, I want to meet somebody other than you, <laughs> you know, 
I want to meet your talent. Well, yes, us as wrestling fans, definitely. I'm just, that's you know? what I'm saying is, 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 is he trying to bring in another? And again, there's probably some wrestling fans that probably want to meet him too. I mean, you've got a small, small. But it's kind of simple. Like, why don't you just have your talent out there too? Why, why are we just promoting you? I, agree. I would say have a, a beat and greet and, you know, charge whatever 50, 60 bucks, whatever it's going to be. But I don't know. I don't, I don't know what their contracts are like. Again, I know he's, you know, doesn't have a ton of guys under contract anymore, kind of guys and, and women, but um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the company goes over the next year. I, I'm really interested to see that. It seemed like there was a lot of excitement because there was the whole rumor of the big TV deal, and it's kind of a little bit anticlimactic saying, okay, you're on the app. You know, I guess it's better right. than nothing. Right. But it seemed like we were going to have a lot of excitement. Maybe there was going to be a big infusion of money, which is what I think is needed right now. Yes. Uh, in the company. I mean, that's do, the key I, thing. do we right. go with those, do we go with those rumors that, you know, he's going to cut production costs and things like that. I don't know. I mean, right now they did these tapings, you know, what was it month, last month or something? So yeah, earlier we'll this see. month, you know, in the new tapings, I don't know if they're going to do any of the stuff from Sarasota, which would kind of be neat because I'd love to see that, see it in a bigger crowd. But I thought that's what the taping was. I thought Sarasota was for power. I, I'm assuming we're going to see whatever they did. Yeah, maybe. Is that the point? Yeah, maybe they, they're just getting through these episodes that they recorded mm -hmm. at the, uh, the television studio. There was a, there was a, uh, there was a, show tonight there was a uh special show in coalfield tennessee it was a combo between the nwa jcp <gasps> that jcp no not jim crockett joe kazana promotions of course joe kazana is one of the country gentlemen this was tonight the national wrestling alliance and joe kazana promotions combined for how coalfield stole christmas this star-studded pro wrestling event comes to Coalfield, Tennessee on December 2nd. Of course, if you're listening to this as it drops, it was last night. NWA President William Patrick Corgan joins the stars of NWA, JCP, and more surprise guests making this a must-see event. Those in the Knoxville area do not miss this one. So this was last This was last night. If you're listening to this on Sunday that it drops, this was last night in Coalfield, Tennessee. So you get a direct message, uh, JCP, on Facebook for tickets. So. Um, speaking of uh, booking, um, speaking of booking um, halls for events, last night in Hotfid, hop skipping a jump from where you and I live, um, uh, GCW had a show last night. It was called, come on, dude, right? I think that's what it was called. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Because you know them. Uh, GCW just names their shows, you know, whatever the fuck they want because they're weirdos. Um, I think it's called G. No, it's not on. Uh, no, it's not on Cage Match yet. But I believe it was called GCW. Come on, dude. That's what it's called. Come on, dude. Very strange. But it's them, and Blake Christian's still champion, and he fucking rules. So, um, we have decided here at the, at the uh, PTB. Weekend special. We are going to hold off on any impact news and reviews until they become TNA. And then we are definitely going to add TNA to our weekly schedule. So impact will go on hiatus here on the show until January 13th. That is the first pay-per-view of 2024. So the night of the show in Fort Lauderdale for NWA, TNA is officially back to TNA with Hard to Kill out in Vegas. So that'll be fun. I'm happy they were going back to TNA. That's cool. Me too. Um, Easier. What? Easier to say. Plus, I always, I still, and I say this every time we, we do our show, I just thought it was freaking stupid that their show and their main, their show and their promotion were the same name. I just thought that was dumb. That's like saying Monday Night Raw and the promotion was called Raw. Like that's stupid or SmackDown or something dumb like that. Or dynamite, dynamite wrestling. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we're going to recap this past Tuesday's episode of Power 
And then I've got two questions for Dr. G this week. Oh, boy. Weekend special. One involves the NWA, and one involves, of course, uh, a guy who has made the news this week. The return to WWE of R-Truth. Yeah, what's bigger than that? That's your guy. You and Vince. You guys are big R-Truth guys. Oh, no doubt. So... That's what we're going to talk about, you and our truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we were we were in Nashville. This is their regular taping uh, this past Tuesday. Your announcers are Joe Galley and Danny Deals. Uh, we had a title match. Our world television champion, Mims, successfully defended his title. He defeated Carson Drake in 343. That's a solid title match. Nice little title match action. Um... We had a mixed tag. Uh, the power couple of Camille and Tom Latimer took on Brian Idol, which is the other name for, uh, what's his name, Mercurio. It's the same guy. In fact, Danny Deals is making jokes about it. And Natalia Markova. And for some weird reason, Camille and Tom Latimer were getting booed. They were kind of acting heelish like they did back in the day. I find that kind of odd for two reasons. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to them. But... They, they were acting heelish, and I guess Camille nutshotted Brian Idol, I think, or something. I don't know. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and they got the win in 548. But they were definitely getting heel heat, which I thought yes, was kind of strange. Fine. And Joe Galley kind of kind of talked it up like heel heat. So it was very strange. Um, so the reasons are, number one, Tom Latimer, you know, is going after the world's title and EC3 is a heel. So I don't know what the deal is with that. And number two, of course, the news that we will talk about momentarily, Camille did give her notice to Billy Corgan. So when her contract is up, Camille is out. She is, she is leaving the NWA time for her to go to greener pastures. And I totally agree with it. She has done everything she can in the NWA. It is time for her to move on. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Tiffany Nieves defeated Ruthie J in 517. Tiffany Nieves is a former OVW women's champion. Interesting. That was a good little match. Then we had an interview. The two main there was a couple of other interviews. The two main ones. Um uh Thrill Billy Silas, our national heavyweight champion, brought out his buddy Dyson Dixon, I think this his name was, right? It was Dyson Dixon, I think his name was. And he's they're like brothers or best friends or something. And uh, he's giving uh, he's giving uh, lat um, Thrillbilly Silas is giving Dixon a national heavyweight title shot, and that shot will be this coming Tuesday on uh, Power. So that was one announcement. The second one, um, we had an interview with our world women's champion or women's world champion uh, Kenzie Page and Pretty Empowered Security. It's two big dudes, and of course she will be taking on Samantha Starr down the line, baby baby, baby doll. Yeah, perfect 10 um, uh, for the women's title because she won a number one contenders a few weeks ago. Um, we haven't announced, we haven't figured out when that's going to be yet, but that title match will happen down the line. Then in the main event, uh, and I kind of dug this, uh, we had Jax Dane and Tim Storm, former rivals, taking on the team of Trevor Murdoch and Burchill. We did, we did talk about Paul Burchill coming back. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting that, um, uh, they mentioned Tim Storm's back to being like an active wrestler again. Yeah, I was uh, I was strangely perplexed by that. I thought that was very weird. Um, you know, he's 59 years old. He hasn't wrestled fully since before the pandemic. Um, but he's back. He's no longer an announcer. So the announced team is pretty much going to be Joe Galley and 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 uh, Danny Deals, um, which I thought was strange. So this match ended in a DQ in 518. Bircher was given Jack's Dane the business. I think he was looking for a pinfall. Trevor Murdoch comes, goes outside, throw apparently, and they didn't show it on camera, which would have been awesome. He pushes a woman out of a folding chair, one of the chairs at ringside, grabs it, gets in the ring, was about to hit Jack's Dane with a chair. He had, uh, he had Birchill in a, in a submission move. I think it was a, might've been a, a sharpshooter, I think. Referee takes the chair from uh, Murdoch, and then Murdoch just shoves the ref. And then he and uh, he and Burchill get DQ'd, and Jack Stane and Tim Storm win the match. 
And then he just, then he just left. And then Burchill shook hands with Jack Steen and Tim Storm after the match, and then we were off the air. So I'm remember remember they were kind of leaning heel for Trevor Murdoch kind of before, you know, kind of during the Tyrus yeah. title run and such. Um, he's a they better, didn't really he's a better go heel. far with it, you know. I think he's a better heel anyway. Everybody's a better heel if they're good at it, you know. Um, except somebody like Tim Storm. Tim Storm's like Ricky Steamboat. So, but but I felt like when they tried it the first time with Murdoch, they didn't totally go balls out with it, but they definitely are now. And shoving the ref was left. So that was your, and that match ended with 518. So we had four not matches hard, this week on Power. So, what was that? I said, it's not hard for you to be a heel. You're just, you were born a heel. Well, yeah, of course. You make more money. Money. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. I wonder who said that this past week. Hmm. Um, so there's your episode of Power. Overall, not bad. Um, solid. You know, a few you know, the matches were good. Matches are always, matches themselves are usually always good. Hard hitting. Yeah, they're pretty. They, they all wrestle pretty snug. So uh, so it looks like next week we're they had a bunch of matches coming up next week. A triple threat with some cruiserweights or light heavy or junior heavyweights, I guess. Um, I think Maxine Paler will be defending the women's TV title next week. Um, so we got some good matches set for and the Thrillbilly Silas national title match. Uh, will be next week as well. So, pretty pretty mildly loaded episode of uh, of Power. Also, you were saying that you didn't want to overexpose the world champion uh, EC3. Well, he wasn't on this week, so there you go. Um, so there you go. So there's your episode of uh, Power um, from this past Tuesday. So now it's time, and this is why I've you know I I kind of rebranded because I like I, I, Doctor G doesn't get a chance to come on shows like Main Event and stuff to really sink his teeth into some good wrestling topics. So that's why I try to do it here on the PTB weekend special. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is just something you and I should talk about because we're the biggest experts of this person. And I did mention a minute ago that Camille did give her notice. So when her contract is up, probably sometime in January or maybe even early February, she will be gone from uh, the NWA. Um, let's handicap the three p- possible places for, her. of course, WWE, AEW. And Impact. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're the big three. They're the three that are all higher than the NWA. She's not going to GCW. She's not going to go to MLW or any of those. She might as well stay in NWA if she's going to do those. So we're going to assume that she's either going to go to WWE, AEW, or TNA. Because there'll be TNA by then. So, Dr. G, I am going to give you the floor to handicap pros and cons of all three promotions for her. Okay. And then I'll do mine. You first. So give me the pros and cons of Camille signing with TNA. Well, I think with TNA, because of the rebranding, I think this is a good time to add another, um, you know, a somewhat known name. You know, obviously the NWA doesn't have that much impact, but because she was an NWA World Heavyweight Champion, I think um, I think she could really add something to the product. Um, I think that, you know, you do have some good talent down there um, with um, from WWE Trinity, you know, which I think, you know, so you have some names, you have some people she can work with there um, could learn a little bit from, from, from it. And she could kind of become a star Mm -hmm. pretty quickly in TNA. The downsides uh, of it is, I think, well, I, well, money, obviously that's, I think that's one thing. Um, but I I mean, I do think TNA is a step above NWA, but is it really that much above? Like, you know, is that, Mm -hmm. is she going to be able to make the impact she wants to make? So I think, I think that's it. I, although I think it would be a great learning experience for her. Mm-hmm. Um, where she doesn't have to. I mean, she'll have to kind of earn her stripes, but not. She won't have to go as. She won't have to go through the learning process as much. Uh, not the learning process, but like the feeling out process, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. 
AEW. Let's go with AEW next. Now, AEW, obviously, that's, you know, they're the second company and, you know, the second biggest company in the in the United States. Um, I just think she'd get lost there. They don't have enough TV time. That's their problem. You know, guys are getting frustrated. You hear Which is funny, time. which is funny since they have three fucking shows. <laughs> they have three shows. They do, but they have just so much talent. Right. You know, and um, I mean, I, I mean, I guess WWE has that problem to a certain extent, too. Um, but I think. I think for her, I just think. Look at what happened with Thunder Rosa. Now, I know Thunder Rosa had a little bit some attitude issues going on there, but like I really thought she, her. I thought she was going to be big time there. And um, she did win the know, world title. I mean, they do get, they get, I mean, look at, I would, now I heard the Hardys are kind of complaining, like, there's just because there's just not enough TV time, and they're concentrating on certain things that, I, I don't know, I don't know if they just don't know how to manage the time on the programs, I don't know, I, I just feel like she'd get, she'd totally get lost there. Um, the positives, obviously, is, is that if she makes, uh, she really shows that what she did in the NWA in AEW that, you know, that's not a bad place to be. I, I think the money will be very good. Mm-hmm. And I think she could. Um, I think she become she become a world champion easier in AEW uh, than WWE. Now. Go to WWE. Now, obviously, WWE, I think going to NXT to start off with would be great for her because it's a, a great learning ground. You have Shawn Michaels and that whole crew down there. I mean, she's going to be learning from some of the best. Let's call it what it is right mm-hmm. now. In, in, in WWE, you got, you do have a lot of TV time because you have the SmackDown, the raw, the, then you have NXT has their own program. I think she could become world champion in NXT pretty quickly. Or, you know, NXT champion. I don't want to say world champion. NXT champion. And, you know, I think she would really... I, I think WWE would be the best place for her to really cut her teeth. And really learn from some of the best. But the downfalls with that is, is will she get lost? They have so many people, so many women. Uh-huh. Um, they got a very big and a very deep women's division, and you got and then at the top you got a lot of great top women. So, is she is she in the class of the Charlotte Flairs and the Bianca Belairs and the you know like is she is she in those the classes of those uh, those ladies? I don't know because you know we've only seen her against you know good indie talent. I don't want to say no, the talent's not good. So I think that could be the only the thing I just feel she can get lost there. But it, overall, I think the best place for her to, if she really wants to get better with her promo skills, uh, even enhance her in-ring, in-ring um, uh, work, I think NXT would probably be the best place for her to go. Mm. I have a feeling... Oh, excellent analysis, Doctor. Um, I agree with you on all on all fronts with the pros and cons. I think Impact. I think TNA would be a good. She could be a. She could be at the top immediately in TNA. But will she be forgotten because of the lack of coverage? AEW, and I've said this on main event many times. Tony Khan's got to stop being a nice guy and start being a boss. All right, enough with the charity of bringing all these indie guys in. Because you want them on TV because you feel bad for them. You got to start acting like a boss. You have a roster of like 9,000 guys. And you're mismanaging Ring of Honor. And that's not, that's that's a fact. You know, I keep forgetting about Ring of Honor too. But she's mismanaging, he's, he's mismanaging it. It's barely on. All the champions are NW, or uh, NWA. All the champions are AEW guys except for, well, the TV title's vacant right now. Athena's the women's champion. And fucking, uh, well, Eddie Kingston is the world champion, but he put the belt on the line with this other belt for this for the with the open weight title in New Japan for this Continental Classic thing. A big fucking mess. They're like there's like 62 belts in AEW. It's crazy. Um, having said that, there is a ton of talent in AEW for her. I'd love her. She would be the perfect. Now she's not as big as Jade Cargill, 
but she would be a perfect replacement on the roster for Jade Cargill because they're they're built roughly the same. Jade Cargill tonight, by the way, was at the Big 12 Championship with uh, some WWE. WWE had branding on the big on the field in the Big 12 Championship game last night between Texas and Oklahoma State. It's pretty good. It's pretty cool. Wow. Um, um, and they held like a Big 12 belt. It was like a picture. I think it was Taker. It was Samantha Irvin, Michelle McCool, some guy. I think he was the Big 12 commissioner. He looked like Cody Rhodes from a distance. It was funny. Uh, Taker, Jade Cargill, and Drew McIntyre. Somebody said for a guy who's disgruntled and hating the company, Drew McIntyre's doing all the making all the media rounds. It's pretty funny. Um, WWE has a ton of space for her, but that's I feel that's a more lost in the shuffle than even AEW is. Um, they already have Jade Cargill. Camille is pretty much the same as her. So my, I can't believe I'm about to say this. You probably are surprised. If I had to pick, I think she's going to AEW. She's wrestled there once. Yeah, I, now I didn't say she was going to NXT. I said, I think that'd be the best place. For oh, okay. Her. All right. But I think I, the I, best place for her. I agree with you, but I think she's going to AEW. Yeah, I, I think I, they'll look at her on AEW slash Ring of Honor. Yes, I could see it. Yeah, um, I can't see her going to Ring of Honor. She's she'd be wasted there. I think she's going to go. I think she'll work her way through the ranks and eventually work herself into like maybe the TBS title or even into the World Women's and title. I, could I think see her, her going Eastern. to. I could see her going to AEW because Tony has worked with. Billy in the past so they kind of he's I think he kind of likes Tony kind of likes some of what NWA is doing I know they haven't done anything recently but um, I could see her going there I could Um, I think she'll make I think she'll make more money there than she would in in, uh, TNA uh, more money yeah, probably. Well, yeah. Well, TNA is is behind the eight ball in that aspect anyway. So, but anyway, we'll we'll keep an eye on this. We'll keep thinking about it. But Camille's not going anywhere, at least for the immediate future. But I believe it's probably either January or early February she'll be gone. That's why I think the turning heel thing with Tom Latimer makes no fucking sense because she's not going anywhere unless she's going to put over some baby faces, which is probably a smart thing to do. How many times has she been pinned? Like twice? <laughs> um. Maybe once, maybe just Kenzie Page. I think she's on that. I think she's like Hogan yeah. or, Piper, or Piper, you know? I think you're All right. right. So the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, of course, um, I mean, yes, I was half kidding about. Well, I was, I was mildly kidding about R-Truth because Dr. G likes R-Truth. Of course, Randy Orton came back last Saturday at Survivor Series. But, of course, the big one was right as the credits or the copyright popped up. Living Color started blasting and outwalked Philip Aloysius Brooks. Actually, there's only one guy whose middle name is Aloysius, and that's Steve Willie. Philip Brooks, hell daft frozen over. CM Punk is back. Um, if you want to hear a great analysis, breakdown of everything Punk and what happened over the past week, check out the newest episode of Place Me Nation's main event. It is on uh, the, any podcast catcher feed as well as our YouTube channel in audio form. You don't get to look at our beautiful faces. I'm thinking about that. Maybe. We'll see. Um, myself, Steve Willie, and Ryan Gray did a nice breakdown of, um, of, uh, uh, the, uh, punk arrival return and everything about it. So I don't have to say much. I'm going to pass the baton to Dr. G. Well, I'm going to ask you one question though. Sure. In your heart of hearts, are you real? Were you really surprised or were you really shocked? That he came back to WWE even with all the bad blood. Because to me, I really wasn't totally shocked by it. Because no. how many people have we never? Oh, they'll never come back to WWE and they come back. There's always a way. Like whatever is best for business or what they think is best for business. If there's going to be some money to be made. And especially because there was such a bad break with AEW. You know, WWE likes to get their little digs into in their own little way. So I'm not really shocked by it. Um, what do I think about it? Well, you just asked me a question. Did you want me to answer it or are you going to? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, am I surprised? No. 
I'm never surprised by anything when it comes to WWE. Uh, am I surprised that he's back now? Yes. Because I said, so I wasn't technically wrong. I was just, I, I was wrong on the timeline. I had said that Punk was not coming back right now because they didn't need him. But, yes, they're taking advantage of a good moment. AEW looks incredibly neutered now with Punk literally back within a couple months. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think... In the does time, now, does time heal all wounds? Yeah. Would you ever think that Jeff Jarrett was ever going to come back? Did you ever think that Eric Bischoff was ever going to be in this company? Yeah, exactly. That's that's my remember the theme to Donald Trump's wonderful show, The Apprentice. Mean Green, baby. It's all about Mean Green, not Mean Gene. Mean Mean Green. So my my thing here is, I think because the way the world is, it's like okay, you, you got your little moment. I know this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion. I think he's overrated. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I he he turned sure, the needle for one. He turned the one needle the needle for one week in AEW, and it was back to. And, and to be honest with WWE, has so many stars. I, I I just it doesn't. I don't think I just I. I just think he's overrated. I don't. I I don't the W like you're right. WWE did not need him, and they still don't need him. To be honest with you. It gave you that one little boost for a week, and then it'll just go back to what it was. I mean, I'm not that the ratings are going to get lower. I'm just, you know, they're not just going to, you know, stay what they are. And I, I don't think he brings much more to the table. That's my thing. I just, and and he, all he does is 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 possibly bring headaches. Well, well, before you say that, I don't want to make it sound stupid. Before you say that. Uh, it was revealed earlier this week. I know he has Holland, a clause. Yeah, I, I was, that there is a behavior clause in his deal, which he probably got paid for. But that's why a lot of people thought his promo Monday on Raw was a little vanilla. Because he's got to be careful. Now, there's still lawsuits and stuff with AEW. Right. But I think WWE, see, I just, I, there's one thing I do disagree with you on before you conclude your, before you continue your point. I don't think WWE gives a shit about AEW anymore. And I don't think we're going to hear digs. In fact, Cody Rhodes actually did a dig when he was at the uh, at the Survivor Series press conference when he pretended to be Triple H and was pretending to read this thing like Triple H does. And then he looked up and he said, well, I was an EVP once. So it was pretty funny. Anyway, um, before you continue your point, I want to ask you, I want to I clarify something with you because as I've gotten older and I've done more pods and talked and analyzed wrestling and talked about wrestling and i've said overrated and underrated about a lot of things but i feel like we need to peel back some onion layers about the word term overrated is he an overrated wrestler no he's not g he is one of the greatest of all time is he overrated as a money maker not really i think the difference here is AEW didn't have any dream matches for CM Punk. CM Punk and John Moxley is not a dream match. CM Punk and Hangman Page is not a dream match. CM Punk and anybody in AEW is not a dream match. You know what is a dream match? CM Punk and Steve Austin. That's a dream match. I don't know if it's going to happen, but. Apparently, they've been having some chats. Apparently, they've stayed in contact over the last 10 years, him and Steve. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I know. Steve's, I knew Steve's been cheating on you by talking to other people. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, listen, continue, go, I'm, I, not, I, I'm not denying your point. that continue he's... Your point. I'm not denying that he's a great wrestler. I, I just think... Okay, he'll sell you some merchandise. But I just don't think he's a turn the needle type of guy i really don't i i just don't i i i mean he'll give you a great match not every he's not gonna give you five stars every time out but he'll give you a great match he's not what he was you know because he was out of the game for a little while so um i don't know i i 
listen, if the clause works and he he stays and he's a good boy, then I think then he can make some, you know, the WWE can make some money with him. But is he going to be volatile? And, you know, when he sees the storylines are not the way he wants it or whatever. We'll, we'll see. I mean, the only time could tell. I, I mean, I can't predict what somebody's going to do. I'm just telling you how I feel uh, as a fan. But I just, uh, to me, first of all, I was never, I mean, I was never, I, I did he put on good match? I was never a big CM Punk fan. I never got really, I never really got his thing. <laughs> you know, like I just, he just doesn't do anything for me. But that's me. I mean, I, I'm not saying that everybody has to be, it's just. Sure. He's not, there's nothing. I don't know. He doesn't even have the. He doesn't have the big, great build. I don't know. He just doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> well, sorry. you're also, G. G but, you, you, admittedly, you're but, a, you're a, But I never got the whole thing with uh, with Daniel Bryan either. So, I mean, a great wrestler. We get it. You're anti he doesn't To me, he doesn't have the total package. Like, there's a whole package that involved. Like, you could say what you want, and people criticize Hulk Hogan and all that, but he has. Oh, I see what you did there. You want Lex Luger. That's what you want. <laughs> you said total package. But see, no, but, I mean, gee, first of all, you're anti-vanilla midget. We know that because you don't like Daniel Bryan. What are you going to say next? You didn't like uh, Eddie and Benoit like Kevin Nash called them all vanilla midgets? I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, uh, no, Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, when he came to WWE and he was really, he had a character. He had a, a you know, like, yes, with, in, in WCW. And, um, I guess, and even really to a certain extent, ACW, eh, his matches were phenomenal. Well, he was also he young. Didn't have the you got to cut some guys some slack, G. Nobody's born with charisma. I mean, I feel like, I mean, you know, well, some guys have it and some guys got to grow it. Okay. There's not a lot of Sh- Shawn Michaels, Steve Austin, Triple H, The Rock. I mean, okay. Hogan, Flair. I mean, how many of those guys are there? Pretty much what I just told you. Um, but they're the ones that make all the money, right? Right, but you, but you can't be born. I mean, so what you're saying, though, is, see, don't paint yourself into a corner. You're making it sound like I if you're not born myself, with charisma. I'll fight anybody. I paint myself in no corner. All right. I'm telling so what you're pretty you much what, saying is, I, I'm if you're not born you with what charisma. what sells in wrestling, okay? So what you're saying is, if you're not born with charisma, don't bother wrestling? No, I'm not saying that. You did. But I'm saying, no, because you need, you, you, in wrestling, you need a complete card. You have your mid card. You have your, you know, I mean, I know they don't really totally do like opener map, but I guess maybe on some house shows. But you got these days, you got your mid card, and then you have your, you know, your main event guys. All right, so you have to you have to have a little bit of everything. But I'm talking about the people that make the money. This CM Punk's not coming in and working for a hundred thousand dollars. He's getting paid like a big guy. Is he going to put the but? And the problem is with these guys today, they just get contracts now. They don't. They don't have to to earn it like the guys did in the past where you had to draw a house and all that because they're getting their contracts no matter what are but but is he going to put those asses in the seats is he yes. going to put the ratings remember wrestling are tv companies now it's all about me yes. now is he, he gonna is he gonna put the eyeballs on the screen every single week Yes. Is he gonna tur- is he gonna turn that needle? Is it gonna yes. the ratings gonna go up every week? No. Yes. I'm sorry, he's not. Uh, we'll, yes. we'll we'll talk about it in another few months. We'll see where those ratings are. Okay. He totally will. But no, 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 no. Uh, I see what you're doing here. Nobody gives a shit about ratings anymore. Ratings don't happen because nobody watches shows live anymore. So it's a question of money and pay-per-view buy. Well, see pay-per-view buys you don't even do either cuz everything's streamed. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's so it's really hard to judge these guys and right. But my thing is is that I want to see of course he's going to be the number one selling shirt this week cuz everybody got excited the ones that got excited, the fanboys that got excited they're going to get their shirts now. But let's see what happens over time. Let's see what happens in another month or two. You know, obviously the Well, you think it's going to poop out in a month? I'm at a month. Oh, you are a couple cynic. months. No, okay. I just, I just, I listen. I'm just telling you. There's a He's reason why. The there's a reason why uh, you know wrestling is very, is um, 
is very hot because there's so much of it out there right now. I think you, 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 cause it's a little bit of everything for everybody, mm-hmm. but overall, I think, um, I don't feel like we're creating the, the, the younger generation is not talking about wrestling anymore. It's, it's, it's more of the maybe 30 years old and up that's into it. So what are we doing to get to, 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 to grow the the product for future generations? Um, I don't agree with you on that because I feel like the younger audience that grew up with Cena, I think still watch wrestling. And I think it, I mean, we're not looking for water cooler talk from kids, G. We're 50 years old. I don't know what I mean. It's not like I watch. Well, we're not looking for it, but I'm talking about you got to create the next generation of fans. I think you know, we, we have that. Look at us. Look at gener- our, look I think Cena's era did that. Because our era growing up in the 80s, 90s, and even, you know, basically the 80s and 90s is when, you know, we're still into it because of the, that generation of wrestlers. Those we still stay connected to it because there's just that something special for us because we we have that and, and some of these guys are still around, believe it or not, one way or another, whether we like it or not, but they're still around. So, I, I mean, when you tell me that Stone Cold Steve Austin is still the number two shirt or number two merchandise seller in WWE, that just shows you right there that we love the nostalgia. Our generation loves the nostalgia. Still. Right. Sure. Where I don't know if we're come on. You just said to me the other night, this is the first time I've actually sat and watched Raw for that amount of time. And I'm not talking about like watching clips of it. I'm talking about watching it. We used to we couldn't wait to watch that shit every single week. We're well, not our doing it. Our generation's not doing it. We're watching bits and pieces. Now is uh, that three hours a long show, regardless of how good it is. I'm looking forward to them going back to two hours. I don't know if they'll I don't know if now, that's interesting you bring that up because, you know, Raw is still being shopped. You know, we know SmackDown's going to be on USA. We know NXT is going to be on CW. Where's Raw going to go? Because I, I don't think USA is going to keep Raw. No, I don't think now, so either. Now, I think a lot of um, maybe these, uh, you know, whatever the new TV deal will be in 2024, they'll only want two hours of Raw and maybe an hour of if they're selling if Triple H and Nick Khan, they're the bosses, by the way, now. It's pretty much established over the last week. It's 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 Hunter and Nick's company and the rest of them are standing behind. Vince is gone. Gone. Zero. Zero input in the signing of CM Punk. Zip. It is Mr. Levesque and Mr. Khan's company now. Well, it's Ari Emanuel's company. By the way, did you hear um on a side note, excellent analysis, Dr. J. I love when you and I get it get have a nice debate. Um and I'm glad you, there's a dissenting opinion because everybody I talk to is, you know, shooting jizz over over punk. And that's great. But I like that you're a dissenting vote. That's fine. I think two months. I think you're being, I think you're being a little cynical there. I think uh, you're just, I think you're I, saying that because you just don't like him. But we'll see what happens a year from now. After I, guess, I, guess, I, guess, I guess I'm just a different wrestling fan than a lot of people. I just don't get it. Like, I got to have a character that's got to capture me. And they don't. And there's no there's no. Um, you got to get guys that exude emotion and not because what he does outside the ring. Cause he's an asshole. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing as, as part of the show to make you want to be into that character? And I, there's just like, I just don't get it. So, I mean, I don't get what he's about. I just, I don't get it. So I total you're, you're totally fine, but you're, you're letting that opinion bleed into your objectivity because if you think he's going to poop out after two months, you're on crack. Maybe a year from now, after we go through a, a WrestleMania cycle, after we go through a SummerSlam cycle, in November of 2024, then we'll we'll circle back. Well, we're gonna if he's see still hot, you're going to have to eat some pro. But if he starts to just settle in and be just another guy in the roster, then you, you may have a point. But he's still the Meagle move. I think that's what's going to happen. Because the thing is, is that... Who's the hottest guy in WWE then? Who's the guy then? If CM Punk's going to melt into the uh, miasma, I think Roman Reigns is gone after Mania. Yeah, I, I, I he's think Cody, Cody and he's gone. I think Cody is the guy, but right now, but I think, I, I think part of the part of the issue too is I think 
I, I think it's also the fan base is a little bit of the problem is, is that we're so yearning because of the, like now we are, you know, to a certain extent, people call that a surprise, but, which I guess you could to say to a certain extent, people, it was a pretty well kept secret because there's two, because there's two, um, companies now. And now you're seeing the talent getting traded. Like at first it wasn't really happening at first when AEW first started. It, people love that. They love that. Okay, this guy's going to show up here. I mean, it is kind of exciting. We loved that when we were kids. So I think people are yearning for that so much that I think it's kind of like you, you finally get it. And it's like, then it's like, you know how, like, okay, you know how, think about it in regular life. You know how, like, you really, really, really want something. You finally get it. And then once you have it after a while, it's like, uh, well, right. that's, that's true okay. with everything. So that's what I'm saying. So like, I think we, we we're yearning for that so much. So it's like, okay, now what's the next thing now? You know, like we're, everybody's ready to move on. To, Honestly, you know, G, you're going to hate me for saying this. You're going to hate me for saying this. I'm one of my chrono watches. Um, one of my, you know, one of my watches, you know, where I watch things in order. I'm watching WWE 2002 right now. You're going to hate me for saying this. That's how I felt about Steve Austin. By 2002, like after he lost to Hall, after he beat Scott Hall and all in the whole draft, he's with Flair. He felt like just another guy. As a matter of fact, he felt kind of out of, he felt out of place being just another guy. Yeah. I think after a while, everybody becomes just another guy. Even Steve Austin was just another guy. I, I, no, I, I agree with you on that stuff. My point is what I'm saying now with CM Punk coming in with that excitement. I just think that people are just yearning so much for certain, like a surprise. And then it's like, okay, what's the next thing now? You know, like I think people are, are the, the memories. It's like, okay, let's go on to the next thing now. We'll, we'll just see. Well, like, I think the key thing, I'll say this to you as a kind of a compromise. Cause I, I'm, I'm not totally disagreeing with you. I think your I think your timeline is way too short, but, I, I, but Maybe two months I, is a little. I'm, I'm, but I think I think after Mania will be it will be a big deal. I think between now and Mania he's going to be red hot because there's so many different guys that he could put amazing matches on with. After I Mania, do think he needs to be a heel though. Uh, I that I do agree with. I think that I think I, the I, glad handing the better heel because he's I such an asshole anyway. He's an asshole right. in real life, so just make him an asshole. <laughs> like, I mean, but, you just, gotta, but gee, he's gonna get pops. You can't force him to get booed. I mean, let the people. Well, cheer. that's just you're such a that, oh, you're such a pooper. That's because that's how fans are today. They're gonna they're gonna root for the bag. Oh, it's just fine. Pooper. But um, I, he's just such an asshole. He needs to be an asshole. Just be an asshole. Make him an you asshole. Know what, you know what? Steve Austin was an asshole too. You know what? You're an asshole. <laughs> you know what? I'm an asshole. <laughs> Anyway, that was a good discussion. I, I was kind of, I knew, I knew where you were going. I, I knew what your thoughts were, and I'm glad we we had some fun with that tonight. But if you want to listen to some good punk discussion as well, along with uh, after listening to this, I'm again, surprised check out. you liked him because he didn't like trips there for many years. He was um, bad about trips. Well, unlike you, I understand money. You just hate guys who hate your guy, who hate you, or you hate. I'm all, I, I'm all about the dala, dala, baby. Allah. It's all about making money. And if Punk's going to come here to make money, he's going to come here to make money. And if WWE's going to make money off him, WWE's going to. Money makes the world. Now, Randy Orton? That's a wrestler. That is I, a, I was, I'm, that's, I'm so happy Orton's back. I'm so happy Orton's back. package right there. He has the charisma. Yep, he I has the rest. He has the, you know, the, he could do it in the ring. You know, does he have to put on, you know, the one the five star match all the time. No, but he, he I, not every match has to be what what everybody calls the five star match, whatever that means. Because Dave Meltzer, you know, obviously everybody he rules the universe. Dave says you're an asshole. Dave says he has more cap center house show sheets than you do. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'm pumped. Orton's back, and I, I said this on main event. I said uh, I feel like Orton is happier now. Not that him and Cena didn't get along. I think they definitely did. But I feel like Orton now is like the official, and he officially is going to be a SmackDown guy. He signed last night on Friday night on SmackDown. He signed a contract. So he's officially a SmackDown guy. I thought he was going to be on Raw, but maybe he wants to be separate from, you know, Cody or whatever. And maybe, because SmackDown's loaded actually with, with guys. But anyway, I think Cody, not Cody, I think Orton is happy that Cena's like not full-time anymore. Now he's the elder statesman. He's the face of the, the, the company now, like the brand, uh, the elder guy now. 
that he that yeah, I like to, I like to see him have one nice last you know big run and then you know then he'll start putting people over and you know doing the right thing and you know kind of like how Jericho did, is doing you know that kind of thing and yeah I agree um, you know I, I just think I think it's you know it kind of sucked for him because I think his return kind of got a little overshadowed by the whole CM Punk thing but. Um, it's okay. I mean, uh, I still think it was great having him come back. And, um, I mean, a lot of the, you know, the legends, they, that's like, you mentioned a lot of, a lot of them say that their favorite is Orton. Which is funny because Orton was an asshole when he was younger. Well, yeah, I don't, so. I'm not saying that personally. I'm just saying like, I think they just, they just love what he brings to the table. And I, mean, I agree that, with that. He I just, think he definitely grew up as a worker and as a as a employee and a coworker. I agree with you on that. I love I Orton. I wouldn't mind seeing Orton and, and CM Punk in a match. I think you will see that. <laughs> I think you'll see. Uh, I have a feeling Orton's going to wrestle uh, Roman at Mania, at uh, the Rumble. We had a whole analysis of what's going to happen at the Rumble. Like, will Punk be in it? Will Punk wrestle somebody else? Blah, 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 blah. We had a whole big discussion about, about all that. So check it out on um, – on uh, here on the PTB Wrestling Network, uh, check out the uh, amazing uh, main event that myself, Steve Willie, and, you know, me, I uh, can't agree with everybody all the time. Well, nobody right. wants you to. I, I didn't say you had to. You're getting all defensive. Say whatever the fuck you want. This isn't Russia. Oh, or China. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, you say whatever the fuck you want. I'm not saying you don't have to. Getting so defensive. I mean, I mean, look, I mean, even like look at a guy like Christian. I mean, he's doing the best work of his career right now. He looks like a museum. That jacket is dumb. He looks like a museum curator. (laughs) He looks like an idiot. But him and Edge, him and 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 I'm happy for Edge. Edge, I'm happy Edge is in AEW. I think it's a good ground for him. I think he just ran out of stuff here. And sometimes that happens. You just run out of stuff. Well, that's why it's good to have have a bunch of companies. So you're two big companies. But but right now AEW's your character up sometime. AEW's kind of uh kind of uh fallen behind in the popularity department. Got to give it got to give WWE credit because during the pandemic they were a laughing stock. The shows were crap. Everybody hated it. Everybody wanted them to go under. And AEW was the darling. Everybody was in love with them and they weathered the storm and came out better on the other side. WWE deserves credit for that because they were a laughing stock during the pandemic. The sh- their, their t- the pay-per-views were eh. the television was garbage, garbage. And they weathered the storm. So they deserve credit for that. And that makes it just better for us. More good wrestling for us, the fans. That'll do it for this week's episode of the PTB Weekend Special. Great job, Dr. G, as always. Uh, follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. We do the polls. Uh, right now, what I'd like you all to do is go to the Place to Be group page. And if you're you're a member, great. If you need to be invited, we will do that for you. Just message us. Because right now, uh, myself and Dave Hall are going to do a mailbag episode of Through the Looking Glass for December. And we're trying to get – we want you to give us your questions. Uh, it doesn't have to be long form because we're, we're gonna, we may take some of your questions and turn them into full-blown episodes in 2024. But if you have like a what if for an alternate universe of wrestling, let us know. We would love to, um, we'd love to talk about it with you, and we'd love to talk about it on the show. So go to the Place to Be group page, and you'll see a, a, a thread uh, that I started, and put in a question: What if CM Punk didn't leave in 2014? What if Steve Austin? didn't get hurt or didn't walk out in 2002. What if Steve Austin stayed an active wrestler in 2003? Stuff like that, you know, uh, and, and we'll, uh, we'll have some fun with them, Dave and I, on the December episode of Fuel Looking Glass. Then we will also uh, later this month put up a poll. Um, I'm going to put up a poll of what Greg Diener and I are going to watch uh, for this month's episode of Wrestle Tracks. Uh, we'll put up three shows. It's probably going to be Super Clash 3, Starcade 1993, or Vengeance 2001, speaking of Steve Austin. 
so check. Uh, so, but that'll. I think that's going to drop on. I think the poll is going to start on Monday the 11th, so a week from tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Sunday, and go for a week. Uh, probably yeah, go for a week, and then we'll uh, do that later in the month. So check it out uh, on the Place to Be group page on Facebook. Uh, have a wonderful week, everyone, and we will talk to you next Sunday morning with the next episode of the PTB Weekend Special. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. You're not. Our truth is back, baby. Ciao. And they were all eating chips. Personality, the cult of personality.